Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles podcast is starting real soon. Okay, welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin, a.k.a. Puddle Boy, a.k.a. Poop Hands, a.k.a. Dry Dick, a.k.a. Tickle Cock, <laughs> a.k.a. Mice, a.k.a. Garbage Face, a.k.a. Twelve Falls, a.k.a. Old Gray Balls, a.k.a. <laughs> uh, ATC, a.k.a. a.k.a. Uh, I don't know if I miss one. I always feel like I miss a couple, but it's fine. If I do, I'm sorry. Um, that laughter is... Uh, is a great new friend very new mm-hmm. very great uh taylor strecker who hey boy, is hey. from taste of taylor on her podcast i am and then your radio show what is the name of the radio show the taylor strecker show duh my bad <laughs> my bad you're coming in hot you're 40 minutes late and now yelling at me i mean i had a hell of a time getting here on the train uh partially my fault partially google maps you're gonna blame Google Maps. I'm going to blame the maps. I, yeah. I do think when people move to New York, we no one knows where anything is. We just follow our phones. It's so true. I mean, listen, I, truthfully, I do know Manhattan well. Like, if if I was even looking at my phone like, this thing's fucking wrong. Yeah, but you you still go with it. But though. I didn't know, so yeah. I went with it. Yeah. I know. In Manhattan, I could figure it out. I don't care when people are late. Unless, you like. You don't? Not really. Okay. I'm, maybe I, I should. Uh, the only Do you reason care? I care. Are you a late person? I am a late person. Obviously. I o- clear- <laughs> Hello. The I- only reason I care that people are late, though, is when they're late to the radio show, which is live. It starts at 8 a.m. So, do you know Kate Chastain? She's from um, uh, uh, Below Deck on Bravo. Okay. You got to meet her. She'll be your new best friend. He just collects all these lady friends. Whatever. And um, yeah, like souls. <laughs> so, I said, come on the radio show and co host. I guess I maybe said, like, hey, you should pop by. So I understand why she was late, but I like started the show at eight and she got she got there at like eight forty five. I like that you called her ass out. And I was like, yo, bitch, this is a live radio show. And she was like, Oh my god, I'm sorry. I thought you had a co host. I thought you were like popping as a guest. And I was like, No, that's why I said co host. But when you came, Andrew, you got there at eight. And if you were late, I would have been annoyed. But only with live radio. Okay. That's fine. Podcasting, but, I don't care. But why why is a podcast any different than a live radio show? I get it. I know it's why not it's not live. <laughs> I get that. But my time is live. Right. Remember, actually, this is the second time I've been late for you because you came to my building to do Taste of Taylor. And I, I guess I told, I thought the doorman, because I used to have doorman, would call up. And yes. like say you were here, but they didn't, and they just sent you there without telling me. Because I'm a white guy that looks Jewish enough <laughs> to own the building. So you yeah. just waited there for like 25 minutes for me. So basically, I'm I'm overall. Yeah, you're late to your own things. I wasn't late. That was on you. I don't know, late people. There is something about being late where you think you have. There's some it's kind an of entitled thing. It's entitled, but it's also I think lately I've been. If I have to be somewhere, I'll overthink it, and then I'll I won't do it. Like I'll be like, I gotta get in the shower, gotta get in the shower. I'm getting in the shower, I'm getting in the shower, and then I do that for an hour, and while looking at Instagram, I'm not completely <laughs> focusing on it, right. but like I I'm like immobilized, like I can't get it to the thing. Don't you think the weather is a massive contributing factor? 
I think we look for excuses. Oh, and man. weather is very easy. Weather's the best. Weather is the best. Oh, man, the thunderstorm from the south. And it's like, what? It's sunny. Oh, man, it's so cold. Oh, man, it's so windy. Oh, man, it's so hot. Yeah, this snowfall. You know, my tires weren't getting caught up. It's summertime. Oh, my God, this weather is beautiful. So sorry. I was just like, I was taking, I was just walking around with the beauty of it. Yeah. The Whether cold. it's bad or good. <laughs> oh, the sunset. It's nine in the morning. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, I get it. Like people always, uh, they always have, hold the train and it's like, okay, I'm going to do a little due diligence and see how that train, and like, I'm sure you can figure out whether or not the train, oh, someone was sick on the train. Oh, really? You can so- always make up a lie. At least I told the truth that I fucked the train up. Yes. I could have been like someone had a seizure and they fell off the train into the track and then I jumped down and I gave them CPR <laughs> because I was a lifeguard when I was in high school and I still remember that shit. But I didn't do that. I said, I suck and I'm late. Okay. When we go to a party, <laughs> when you go to a party, do you show up late? You know, uh, do you want to make it about you? Do you think that's why people do it? I think so. Some someone, my ex mother in law, once told me that people who are late, um, think that they're more important than the people that they're late for because and their time's more special. But you know what? I'll listen to me. I, being crazy late, like hours late, unacceptable. Like all the time. Like you're the worst. Like that's like housewife shit. Okay. But being consistently early, you're a fucking monster. <laughs> Why are you a monster? Because early people think that you've got nothing better to do than just fucking sit around waiting for them. I'll take 15 to 20 minutes late, even a half an hour late every time over 10 minutes early. Wait, so if someone I'm shows- pooping, I'm naked, I'm masturbating. That's a lie. I never masturbate. Okay, first of all, we'll get into that. But why when you throw... So you're throwing a party at your house and you're not fucking ready 10 minutes before the party? Oh my God. If you are like... You're the problem there. You're the problem. No, you're the problem. You should be ready an hour fucking before the party. Are you kidding me? Have the fucking pretzels out. That's on you. No. You're still naked 10 minutes before a party that you picked the time for? I'm putting on Scara. Now that I don't have my goddamn lash extensions, it takes me longer. Start early or make the party later. That's on you. Not on the early person that's being considerate. And it sucks being the first person there because then you just sit there and you're- Because you're a loser. Yeah, you are a loser. (laughs) There's a perfect time. It's about 20 minutes in. But then everyone gets there 20 minutes in, so that's the time. So then that's the time. So then the early person is literally, not only are they early, but then add on another 20 minutes. Yeah, 40 minutes early. I get that. I get that. Have you ever heard of the term fashionably late? Yes. Yeah, well, I'm very fashionable. But this is the problem with consistent late people. We give them the benefit of the doubt, and then they start getting that reputation of being a late guy. And then you're like, oh, that's just Dave. He's always late. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, that's just Jennifer. She's That's what she does. Oh, she's an f- inconsiderate bitch. <laughs> that's who Jennifer is. Listen, usually when it comes to work, I am- I I'm am not calling you a bitch. Early or Jennifer. on time. But I always say when I get there, <laughs> my name is Jennifer now. I always say when I get there. The Jennifer Stricker Show. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new name don't worry yes when you out. get there you bring it i know when i get there i always say to them i know i'm early please let me wait i want them to see your beautiful oh face. no i'm trying to hide it <laughs> yeah no no they gotta see it um yeah so okay even when i'm early i'm still considerate that i'm early and then i'm like no just let me wait here please please okay. and then guess what always happens i wait for 20 fucking minutes okay and then yeah the party doesn't pick up so then you're really yeah i get that i get that but I'll, I'll, I'm going to stop being late with you. But there I'm are a lot of consistent you. late people that we just let off the hook. I know. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it too. I mean, I was I was a kid of a late parent. So my I was the last kid at school like every day to get picked up. Like mom, just Why do you take think the that bus was? now. Was she working? She was shopping. 
Venga. <laughs> Sometimes it's harder to do something when you haven't done anything all day. I agree. So if your one thing is to pick up your kid, who could probably walk home, it's probably not that far. Yeah, I mean, it was maybe like maybe it was like a fifteen minute walk. How long? Fifteen. <laughs> That's a get on you. <laughs> She's probably like every day she drove three minutes to pick you up. Yeah. And it's downhill both ways. Meanwhile, she can't get her ass there. The teachers were like, we, we have to have a talk with your mom that she either has to let you take the bus home now or like start getting here on time because we're sick now. Like my mom basically like used taxpayers dollars to keep teachers there overtime. <laughs> did you, how did you internalize that? I guess when I, you were a kid, were you? Did it make you feel like she didn't? It made care me about feel you? unloved. You did it though? <laughs> but it didn't because my mom's like obsessed with me, and I'm obviously her favorite. But like, um, that's why I'm a complete monster and always late. No, I guess I was just like, no, I was just cold. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Uh, outside of Boston. Okay. Yeah. So, but did you feel like? Like, did you ever have a talk with her where you're just like, Mom, why are you late all the time? You're making me look like an asshole. Yeah, basically. And I'm like, did you just get mad at me? And like, I'm in trouble, but like, I'm not being a bad girl. Did you, you're a bad girl. Did, what, did you go to private or public school? I went to public and then I got made fun of by the kid that wore like um, elf ears that he glued on his own ears. When that kid is making fun of you, you're in big fucking trouble. What did he say to you? He just said that I shouldn't eat bagels and he was correct. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a nice burn that's like so straight to the point. He was like a bagel again. And I was like, you have a fucking cape on and you have elf ears glued on and you're giving me life advice. And then he shows you his abs. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, do these look like elf abs? Does this look, look like a guy that eats bagels all day? Oh, man. That's so, so funny. I was like, mom, the weird kid made fun of me. It's time to go to private what school. What grade is this? Eighth grade. And I was a student class body president, which was like really like, what the fuck happened here? I was the most popular. Like, if you're the student body president, you're a nerd, but you're still popular. So how did it all backfire? Well, first of all, student (sighs) class president. Okay, we could talk about that. But the student class president is not that cool. I was cool in seventh grade when I got elected in eighth grade. You fell off. Well, you gained weight. How much weight did you gain? Not that much. But bagels. And bagels. <laughs> I gained... 38 bagels? I, I gained, yeah, I, I gained 17 and a half bagels. That's a lot. That's yeah. like 14 stones in English. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so wait, so you gained all these no, bagels? No, I didn't gain that much weight. Hold on, wait, let me think. I know what it was. I wouldn't kiss my... I, I broke up with my... Fine. I broke up with my boyfriend before the big school dance, right at the beginning of eighth grade, because I heard a rumor that he wanted to kiss me. And according to all my friends from my town, I said that I wasn't going to kiss anybody until I was married. I know I did not say that. I said I wasn't going to have sex with anybody, but they thought it was kiss, whatever. I didn't want to kiss him. I wanted to kiss Sean Conti, okay? So technically, I'm a cheating whore, but they thought I was a prude bitch, and then everybody turned on me, because there's nothing less cool than saving Kissing for marriage when you're in eighth grade. And I wouldn't smoke weed. And my friend said, if you don't smoke weed with us, you can't be our friend. Because so you're you going to tell your mom. Shame for, you got prude shame. Yeah. You gained weight. I gained weight. And you didn't smoke weed. And I refused to smoke weed. You would have thought you ate the bagels after you smoked the weed. <laughs> and sad because you sucked some guy's dick. But no, you were doing nothing. And then nothing. this guy with elf ears picks you out. Yep. And that's when you knew it was time to leave. Well, and then I was like, I was eating lunch. In the locker room alone. <laughs> God, that's the saddest thing I've ever it's so, heard. It's so sad. Yeah. And also, oh, you know what happened? There was this girl. I called her egg on legs. That wasn't very nice, but she was. And, egg um, on? Egg 
on legs. She looked like an egg with oh, sticks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty, boy. She was Humpty Dumpty. She so was it a, sounds like you weren't the only one I didn't call her that here. to her face. I called behind her back. We all did. Which she probably got back to her. Well, I, I didn't start it. So anyway, Egg on Legs was a shit stir. By the way, Egg on Legs' dad stole cable. I just want to state that for the record. So, like, she can't be trusted. First of all, I respect her. <laughs> so <laughs> do I. <laughs> Remember the black box? He, yes. they, she like told everybody, and I was like, that's illegal. It's <laughs> illegal, Egon. <laughs> Wait, what? So Egon Legs told the two scary sisters, one was in my grade, one was a grade ahead of me, that I called them sluts. Now, here's the thing. This is all in eighth grade. This is all in eighth grade. They were sluts, but I would never say that to them cause, or about them because they were terrifying. Okay. So they cornered me in the bathroom and said, we heard you called us sluts. Egg on leg said so. And they said it because they were scary and mean. And I said, uh-oh, I didn't do it. I would never say that. I would never disrespect you like that. And they said, we're going to beat you up. And their mom like dated a lot of guys and I think maybe did drugs. So I thought maybe they had like, I don't know. My, I was a crazy kid. I always thought I was going to get AIDS from everything. I did that. <laughs> I got an AIDS test as a virgin. Did I tell you that? On I got podcast? AIDS test because my roommate was having sex. I think we talked about this. My roommate was oh, having yeah. sex. I was not, but I wasn't wearing underpants at that time in my life in college. And she would steal my jeans. And I thought her dirty vagina was going to get dr- like um, disease all over my pants. And that's insane for the record. First of all, a lot of people have gotten AIDS that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've read the research. There's a good chance you have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I, I same thing happened. To me. I remember I was at my brother's, and uh, his roommate I thought was a dirty guy because he's <laughs> fucked maybe six people. What a whore! It's so funny what you think of when you're like, a kid. Oh god! And I remember his razor like was like by the sink, and it like nicked me, but didn't even I didn't even bleed. And during dinner, I just kept looking at it like AIDS, <laughs> AIDS. There's AIDS in there. There's AIDS in there. And it was just like ridiculous. I'm going to puddle. Dude, please do. Put it on the sign. Bro. And I remember just ha- leaving dinner. I'd have to go in the bathroom and I would be in the bathroom looking in the light. Like, oh, yeah, there's the AIDS. There's the AIDS. <laughs> Dude, and I'd be so pale and just sad. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. So- now that you shared, I'll, I'll share openly. So their mom was like... She slept all over town and the town next door. That was like a scary town. Okay. And the mom, it was like known she had like like drug problems. She was in and out of rehab. So I assumed if she had drug problems, it must be heroin. If it was heroin, it was AIDS, right? Yeah. So I thought the mom was so skinny because she had AIDS. And so I thought they, maybe there was a chance they had contracted it or they were born with it. So when they wanted to beat me up. You didn't want to get blood on you? So when they wanted to beat me up, I was like, I wasn't scared of getting like physically abused. I was like, what if their cut gets into my cut and then AIDS? And so I said to my, to my mom, I'm not going to school anymore did you see the movie kids <laughs> as a kid yes! yeah that's the that's it that's the problem with our whole generation that fucking movie Chloe Seven, yes. that movie ruined our lives oh it's just God. me casper ruined everyone i know fucking casper what a he knew what a yeah. irresponsible no casper didn't know casper did casper fucked her at the end she was kind of sleeping but the other guy knew oh we no, the her. other guy didn't know that's either. called karma she knew. bitch yeah Anyway, so, well, so we yeah, don't know so, if he definitely got it. From so me. that's why I had to leave school because I was scared of contracting nothing from girls who had nothing. So it was between the bagels and random AIDS blood. And then you're like, I got to go to private school. Yeah. So then I went where to Argo Catholic school where I became a lesbian. But I didn't know it until four years ago. <laughs> so, OK, we get into that. But you said you don't masturbate anymore. I don't masturbate ever. Why? Because I don't know how. Why? Because I don't watch porn. Why? Because I'm scared it's going to make me not want to have sex ever. Why? Because I already don't really like sex. Why? Because 
I don't know. I, we're working on it in therapy. Oh, well, we got there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. It's interesting. I have some more stories about AIDS if you want to hear them, like scare stories. Yeah, I do. But wait, can we? And they're well, all inf- they're all insulting to everybody, by the way. And I apologize in advance for that. Do you think you're just so afraid of AIDS you became a lesbian? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nun or being a lesbian. And I thought, you know what? Lesbians have more fun. This is so interesting. Yeah. So you don't like, so it's not about sex. It's about safety. I think it. I think it actually has a lot more to do with safety than I even give it credit for. Truthfully, truthfully, this is nuts. I know, and I love it. So my other AIDS things, two other stories. Yeah, my. So we were in Cambridge. My dad went to Harvard, so we used to like always go back and like hang out. Yeah, and um, we went to this place. That should get, be a sweater. My dad went to Harvard. My dad went to Harvard. Actually, you know what? I'm we're, gonna I'm gonna make merch out of that because my really audience funny. makes fun of me. They're like, "Where did your dad go to college?" I'm like, ah, "Harvard." Where did you go to college? I went to Ithaca, not Harvard. Yeah, similar. <laughs> Outside. It fucked me up. My brother went to Harvard. My sister went to BC. My mom went to BC. Guess who didn't have a sticker on the car for like her whole life? Oh man, Mrs. What? Ithaca. Small car. <laughs> Big car. Oh shit! Plenty of room for another <laughs> sticker. Okay, so so tell me, so yeah. So um, so we go to Cambridge. We're getting ice cream at this place that had like you know, I mean, listen, it's Cambridge. So like the kids that work there are like students and also like you know, like cool ass kids that have piercings and shit. Well, guess what piercings means to twelve year old Taylor Strecker? And he didn't have so, gloves on. He didn't put the ice cream in. He with didn't no- have gloves on. Oh and he was God. making the ice cream. And I saw it. And my dad said, what do you want? And I said, nothing. Which was, for a chubby kid, ridiculous. Of course you want something. What's going on here? So my dad was like, okay, well, then we're going to get something. He's like, oh, phew, finally. She doesn't want something. So my dad's like, I'll get this. So the guy's doing it. And he touched his earring on his ear. And he said to his coworker friend, and this is also just bad hygiene. But he said, uh, I think my ear's infected. So I think infection, pus, like, like, like body fluid, alternative AIDS and I had a full-blown conniption I went stiff like um I was in rigor mortis like I was was dead like you know when kids have tantrums they go so they yes. go so stiff they die was this that did you eat the ice cream or you no I wouldn't this? let anyone in the family eat the ice cream and I had a mental breakdown and started crying and then my dad said what's the problem and I said AIDS AIDS we're all gonna get the AIDS and my dad said where did you learn this from and I was like I guess television did you see kids at that point no I don't think it, it wasn't just kids I yeah. think it was just like we grew up in a time when that it was did. like it was the scariest thing ever. it was on TV or and then the most embarrassing one, especially because I am now LGBTQ. Like, this was the rudest one. We we were taught the wrong things when we were younger. Were we not? Yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. No, no, I agree. So my Aunt Betsy took me to Providence, Rhode Island okay. to go shopping. And we went to a bead shop. It was winter. My hands were cracked, okay? That means lots of... Sore. Open sore, sores. Open sores. <laughs> we're at the bead shop. I'm touching the beads. I love beads. And all of a sudden it hit me. Oh, my God. My hands are in beads that are covered in other germs. And we're in P-Town. Ain't and no P-Town <laughs> is where all gay people live. And I've heard through the news, a lot of gay people have AIDS. Oh, my God. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. We all have AIDS. Had to get dried out of that store. To my, and my aunt had to be like, we're in Providence, Rhode Island. This is like Book of Mormon, too. <laughs> <laughs> AIDS, we all have AIDS, 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 AIDS. Yeah, so you're losing them because of beads that are just sitting there. Yep. How old are you at this point? I am 12 or 13. Okay. Okay. I am not young enough. You are. You are. I was. I was freaking out at twenty eight. Like you're fine. Twelve is like a like an acceptable age. But I recently 
And now I'm scared that this is going to make you scared of me. But recently, um, I was working. Wait, I haven't finished the story. I promise. <laughs> I was recently working with somebody at a small like office and this person told me like a few months after working together that they actually were HIV positive and I and he told me all about it and like it's like he's fine like he can't he can have sex with somebody he uses condoms because you know but like basically it's undetectable in his body Mm -hmm. like it's not the scary thing we once thought it was yeah it like literally isn't but you had it because you were in the room with him. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're scared you're going to get it from me. I, it's, <laughs> I'm not not scared. <laughs> I did hug you. He, he shifted over. No, man, that's good. I'm glad. It like, came like not full circle, but like you kind of, uh, you finally got like, I think what happens is with our fears, yeah. we like the beads, the razor, the <laughs> fingering a girl because I bit my nails. Oh, yeah. Which is actually more reasonable than your stories. The ice cream with the ear. All this we like. We have this idea of like. And AIDS could just, AIDS could be anything. It could right. be the fear of whatever. Of of uh, a plane crash. Whatever. And we're so afraid of these things. So we avoid them. And we like make them these huge things in our minds. And then we actually meet someone with it. Or whatever. And it becomes reality. And you realize. Oh it's not. That bad. I just thought in my mind it was like it was a thing that it was it was life threatening, right? It was like Ebola. Like yeah. that, that it's like Ebola now, yeah. but Ebola is for real, guys. And Ebola you can get like with like I don't know a wink of an eye. Yeah, I just got it. <laughs> yeah, Ebola, your eyes bleed and everything, dude. I know. It's terrible. Where do you think all this fear came from, though? Do you have panic attacks? I shockingly have only had like a handful, considering like all this anxiety that I have built in my body. Um, no. Are I, you on medication? I actually have Zoloft at home, but I have yet to take it because... I thought maybe that would be why you're not into sex as much. Yeah, no. No, I'm not really on... I'm, I take, like, sometimes I take Clonopin for sleep anxiety just because, like, waking up early in the morning, I always get it. But, yeah, that that's, like, it. Oh, my God, we burped at the same time. Twinsies. Twins. Burp. Jinx. Beans. Buy me Coke. Burp, burp. Burp, burp, burp. Burp, 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 beep, beep, beep. What were you saying on beep, your beep. radio show over and over again? Beep, beep. No, it wasn't beep. Yeah, it was beep beep was because beep? people were driving in their cars. Oh yeah, honk honk, beep beep, zoom zoom, toot toot. That's what oh, it was. <laughs> Not beep beep. So okay, it's an inside joke. What? Um, so when was your first boyfriend that you actually gave up the ass? So my first boyfriend I gave it up to was my boyfriend from high school, but I made him wait like a year and a half. What grade? I was a senior in high school, right. and yeah. he. What grade was he in? He was in college. Okay. And Did definitely you start dating in high school first. Yeah. And he told me he was a virgin. I believe he was a virgin, but honestly, knowing his like lying ass, who fucking knows? So, but we were each other's first, supposedly, and we didn't use a condom. And then we had <laughs> this to. This is the best. Someone was just telling me about this because I sometimes don't wear condoms. Oh, wait, no. The condom broke. The condom broke. What do you mean? It we did use a condom. Oh. The condom broke, and he was like, the condom broke. And I was like, of course our fucking first time the condom broke. Yes. So we did use a condom, but I it know. broke. It's just so funny when you have these like insane fears. But then after then the that, we time... didn't use a condom, and that's ridiculous. Because I did not trust him at all. And he was in college, <laughs> definitely having sex with everybody. Meanwhile, I have this blinding fear of AIDS, and I'm just like sleeping with my whore boyfriend. Ridiculous. So we had to get in my Toyota Tercel and drive to Planned Parenthood in Rhode Island. After where he was the first school. time? Yeah, it was horrific. And we got pulled over oh, by the cop. Oh, because he came in you and then realized the condom broke? By mistake. Broke? And then we got pulled over by the cop. How do you know the condom broke? When he, bro- when he pulled, pulled his dick out. When he pulled it down, he yeah. was like, I think it broke. And I was like, ah! 
Oh my god. AIDS and, and pregnancy. pregnancy. Pregnant aid baby. <laughs> We've said AIDS so many times on this. I wonder if people like get like scared and like drive their car off a cliff. Zoom zoom. Uh, so <laughs> what what what? So then the cop pulled us over stating. Like one of those like like you know when they stand in the middle of the highway and they're So the first time you, you lose your virginity, <laughs> it comes in you because the condom breaks. Yep. And now you're speeding to get Plan B the Pla- next to, morning. No, to Plan Parenthood. Oh, to, to get, Plan Parenthood. Uh, to, yeah, to get the morning after pill, I guess. Okay. And um, cause yeah, because I think that like the like right after, I'm trying to think. I feel like maybe we got lazy or we got stoned right after the, that it actually happened. So then we were like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. And then we realized that like it was a Sunday, it was going to close, and the window of time was closing in on us. So then we get in the car, we're racing. The cop pulls us over, and I cry. And I'm like, we just had sex for the first time. I'm dating him behind my parents' back, and I cannot get pregnant with his baby. Why is it behind your parents' back? My parents made us break up. Why? Because they thought that he was a bad influence. Was he? They were correct. But I thought he was a virgin. Well, so the cop let you go because you were, I think he still gave him a ticket. Luckily he was driving, not me. So my parents didn't see the ticket, but it wasn't my car. And I was where like, did you have sex in his dorm room? Like where all true romance happens. Was his roommate there? His roommate was not there, but the snake Floyd that I bought him was you bought him a snake and then he got a high and it died. That happened. To our <laughs> snake. We had a snake. <laughs> We had a snake growing up that somehow died once my brother. My brother left it. It was a boa constrictor. The thing could have been like 70 feet. And my brother bought it and then went to college and just left it with our family. It's like <laughs> you don't leave behind this. Like a like a cat or like, you know, a small poodle. A living creature. You don't leave a snake behind. No. You bring it with you. You you have to. You it have is to. a venomous. An- it's not a venomous, but it, it will kill a small child. And you're like, you take care of this now and feed it rats every day. Oh, so or mice. Disgusting. It's insane. You take a snake. You don't leave a. You never leave a snake behind. So he leaves it behind. I remember our neighbor shot through. Shot a bullet through our house. Excuse you. Yeah, I don't even remember For the story. Where did you grow up? Just in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> How I did he know. do it's that? All, I don't know. So I either think... you grow up, you grew up like in a really like shady area, or you grew up where like people have like estates and they can do like like fucking like clay shooting on their property. Yeah, and it's like a middle income to high income kid who becomes the weed dealer, whose like whole identity is I'm a pot dealer, and he listens to rap. And he no. like thinks he's tough, and he like you know will shoot in your house, and he'll go through the snake cage. But that's not how the <laughs> that's not how the snake died. The snake died. I think I don't even know. My they never told us. I think they killed it. I think my stepmom strangled it. I <laughs> am scared to say what I'm about. Can to you say. strangle a boa constrictor? I would totally. If my kid had a weird pet that I felt like creeped out by, I would totally like it. it would have like died. How can you have a mysteriously? Snake, how can you have a snake in a dorm room? What kind of snake is this? I don't even remember. Honestly, he probably wasn't allowed to, but he was. We, we were rule breakers. You know what I'm saying? We smoked weed. You can't have a we baby. Sped, we a... didn't. We didn't wear a condom. We were wild. <laughs> you showed those eighth graders that I said did, that you were a prude. Did I bagel ever? Eating did I ever? And a slut shaming bitch. You weren't that at all. No, you have come in you from a snake owner. <laughs> Behind your parents' back, like yeah. a fucking G. I love you getting high and being like, "Let's do it tomorrow." <laughs> and then eight months later, you're like, oh, "We'll get rid of it." <laughs> and then seven years later, you're like, "Fuck, <laughs> <sighs> fuck, it's going to fuck." I gotta buy what diapers? Oh, fuck, fuck. dude, it's the snake, all right? <laughs> the snake is the snake's thriving. <laughs> That's so funny. So, how did you break up with this guy? Oh, he cheated on me. 
<laughs> I mean, what kind of pussy is going to ignore, like, reject a snake owner? Right? It's your fault. You bought it. So, no, actually, he cheated on me. I called him. I said, did you cheat on me? He said, no. I said, you could at least try to lie better. So then I broke up with him. I cried for literally 24 hours. But at this point, I was in college. And uh, then I went out and just started hooking up with dudes in college. And I was like, free. Drunk. Hammered all the time. All the time. Yeah. So crazy. You have any crazy college stories? Dude, everything I did in college was crazy. I was so out of control. It was beyond. I mean, it's freshman straight through senior year. But like, I mean, like I wasn't. No one's judging. I'm trying. I'm really trying to think. Like it's it's hard for me to think crazy because like everything was so crazy. Were you in a sorority? I was not, and I intentionally got rejected from Cornell so I didn't have to join a sorority. That's what you told your parents? That's what I told myself. Um, no, I I, yeah. I was so happy that Ithaca didn't have Greek life because I totally would have caved because I'm such a follower. And I would have absolutely been a sorority and hated everybody and hated my life, but been like totally felt left out if I wasn't in one. So I did the next best thing, which was go to Ithaca. Which is one large. Which is like, one, well, which has Cornell over the next hill and tons of Greek life. So you can like dip in and out of the frat parties and sorority parties and like not have to do with like any of the commitment. So you get to college, it's freshman year. It sounds like you were a little sheltered in, in high school, right? You didn't party that hard or no? I never like saw crazy drugs when I was in high school, you know? So that's, I guess, kind of sheltering. Yeah. Like I feel like now, like, Jesus Christ, with the like opioid epidemic, it's like, it's it's insane. These kids, I tell these you. Kids, these kids, like <laughs> I never saw hard fucking drugs when I grew up. No, they're all, they all own snakes. Definitely. Tell me about it. Definitely. <laughs> um, so and... wait, so you go to college and then so you're partying freshman year, you're boozing. What's your drink of choice? Oh my God, whatever I can get my goddamn hands on. <laughs> natty ice, natty light. Uh, Any natty. I mean, anything. Vodka. I mean, like, I don't even Did remember. Did you date anyone or who are you fucking? Oh, this like, is the thing, though. I was still kind of a little. So my parents are were virgins. My parents are still virgins to this day. My parents were virgins when they got together. So in they implanted in my brother, my sister, and my brain, you will be a virgin when you get married or you will die. So, you know, hence all the fear around everything. Yeah. So when I went to school, like, even I, I tried to be slutty, but like I couldn't really enjoy like hooking up with a guy unless we were like in a committed relationship where like I could like write his last name after mine on my notebooks. So I really wasn't a big hoe. Like I was just like on a hunt for a boyfriend at all times. And so um, after I broke up with the dickhead who cheated on me with the snake, um, I ended up like meeting a guy like a few months later. I said his eyes sparkled like a pond whatever that means and I pursued him did like you write poetry about that I it did like it. I did and then we started to date and then it was like and then I'm just and, and talk about puddles then I'm 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 like puddle jumping I'm like lily padding from relationship to relationship I've already got my eyes set on the next guy before I'm ready to dump this guy because I'm a codependent loser yeah but you have the dependence right there why did that why did you need something else or were you because well, you get sick of guys because they suck or oh, they're okay. like you know they they like piss themselves every single night in college and you're like this is not fun. For a while, I thought my ass was sweating in the middle of the night. And then I realized my boyfriend in college was pissing on me every single night, spooning. <laughs> it's like, can just one time, can it become just and, one? And then I got really good at like so being wait. able to find out if he was going to piss or not. Like I could wake up and be like, I could, I could, it's like, it was almost like I had like um spidey senses for his wiener. And I wake up and I'd see his wiener wiggle and it wasn't for sex. It was for tink tinks. And then I'd be like, you're going to pee again and wake him up and then he would peel over himself it was like this is not fun 
So you'd have to sleep at his place. You can't let him come over if he's pissing. No, he's no. When he's when he pissed in my bed, that was it. Yeah, done. But I tried to wake up with him, and he swallowed like a, a ball of Tylenol PM, and I'm like, "Stop it, you loser!" And then he like cried, and I cried, and then we got back together. You know, like super healthy relationships. And then I finally got the ball to break up with him when I started liking a boy that I wanted to make out with more. And then I broke up with him, and the same night I ran to the guy who was the bouncer at the back door, not the front door of the bar, and we made out in the rain, and it was magical! So you ran from a guy that you were dating to <laughs> see this bouncer. Did you ever hook up with this bouncer before? Or you just had the idea of Did it, but flirted like shamelessly. Yeah, because you're a backdoor bitch. You know it. Yeah, you are. Backdoor Betty. <laughs> and then I ran and we made out and he was like, you broke up with your boyfriend for me. And I was like, uh, I want to be single and free. Translation, yes, absolutely I did. Be my boyfriend. I love you. And marry me. Did and then we started to have sex, but it wasn't like committed. But like in my mind, I was like, mm, my boyfriend. And he was not. And it was the most destructive relationship ever did you feel like that you had to get so drunk to fuck because you were a lesbian all the time (laughs) (laughs) i never occurred to me that i was a lesbian swear to god not even like in the way back no 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 my therapist says it's because like there was like i mean sex was already a naughty no no like i was gonna be like lesbianing and experimental Mm -mm, no way jose so so you graduate college and then where do you end up i graduate college i end up in new york city Oh, right out of college. Uh Uh-huh. My roommate and I were like total crackheads together. Just, we were fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, we were experimental queens. And then we would like wake up three hours later, four hours later, five hours later, go to work. It was fucking crazy. And I was like, I gotta get away from Where were you working? I was working at Sirius for part of it. So you're just fucking partying. You just partying. keeping this train going. We're just getting, we, we were, we, we were like still doing college. Now are your parents like worried about you? No. Are you hiding it well? I would think I was hiding it well. Definitely hiding it well. And we were, I think my parents knew that I was like experimenting, but I think that they thought, they, I think they knew that they scared me enough about life that I wasn't going to go like too off the rails and they were correct. So then I was like, this is not a good scenario. I got to get out of this. So, and then that's like when I met my now ex-husband, husband, and I was like, I need a Prince Charming to save me from this crazy life I'm living. (laughs) And then we... Well, basically, like, started dating. And How'd you meet him? I met him at a nightclub in the Hamptons. Of course. I mean, listen, Bottle service? Bottle service, for sure. Yeah. And listen, he wasn't, like, an angel, but he was, like, he was, like, you know, he could party and, like, still keep life going. Be like, what did he do for a living? He worked for his family company. Family company. So, like, so he came for money. You know what I thought? Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought two things. I thought I'm either going to end up with a guy who's, like, super boring, and I'm just, like... Ugh, like, what am I doing? Or I'm going to end up with somebody who's like a total, like, crazy crackhead. Yeah, one or the other. And, like, it's going like, to be an extreme. And so when I met Wasbind, I wasn't, like, wildly attracted to him. But had I really been to my other ex-boyfriends, at least, at, like, maybe in the beginning, but not, like, after a certain amount of time. But then I was like, you know, ugh, I just felt like he was what I should want to be with. Yeah. And he was a happy medium. He was fun. He would go out to nightclubs. He had like all these fun friends, but like he still was like a responsible adult at the end of the day would wake up in the morning. Like he was the kind of guy like I dated him and he would like, like drive me to work in the morning mm-hmm. in his BMW. Yeah. So I... yeah, he checked off all the boxes that your parents would have wanted. He was Jewish too, right? Yeah, but I'm not Jewish. I know. 
Some of my parents were dying for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm saying that that's like the only box he didn't check. But I guess the BMW made up for it. Totally. Um, no, I mean I liked that he was Jewish because I always wanted to be an honorary Jewish person. So that that was a box for me for sure. I feel like any girl moves to New York City wants to be Jewish. Totally. So you end up. They, you end up, how long are you married to him for? Oh, we were almost married for five years. We were together like a total of like eight years. Now, when you get engaged, how long until you were engaged? What was that? It was quick, dude. It was like, so it was like fast and furious. We met, um, I was like in a bad living situation. So I moved out of living situation and I was basically living with him, but I couldn't tell my parents because it was like, you cannot live with somebody before you're married. So that was a big secret. And I did a lot of secret keeping for my parents. You got to keep no, so many I kept secrets. secrets in end of high school, all through but college. But yeah, you're so honest and open. That's me now. The radio show forced me to be this way now okay. because I was like, try, like truthfully, when I was like first started doing the radio show, like my mom would call me and be like, I told a story one time about me giving a blowjob, but on the air I said it was my friend that gave a blowjob, and my mom was still mad at me. Hilarious. And she called me and she was like, you are a sinner. And your brother, who was 11 years younger than me, is asking if you're a sinner. And I was like, are you a sinner that you let an 11-year-old listen to Cosmopolitan Magazine radio? So that was like, my mom and I fought about that shit for like two years. And that's when I was like, fuck it. Mom, my job is not your report card as a parent. Like, I'm, you know I'm wild. You know I had these crazy times. And I said, you can tell your fucking bitch friends. Because some of them, I mean, some of her friends, great. But some of them are being, like, fucking assholes. Like, oh, I heard Taylor talking about drinking again. I think she's got a drinking problem. It's like, you like you can think that all you want. But, like, to say that to somebody, that's a fucked up thing to say. Don't you think? Yeah, and it's true. And it's true. And it's true, Mom. So stop. So stop. It's we so say intense. lies. We don't say truths. Yeah. Well, you know. It's... Don't go worrying my mom more than she already needs to worry. So it was like, my, I just got to a place where I was like, Mom, tell your friends it's made up. Tell your friends it's exaggerated. I don't give a shit. But like, this radio show is not about me being like a good presentation of like your parenting. I think you did a, a great job. I'm comfortable with who I am. I have a national radio show. Like, I'm holding the fort down. I got a man's. Who's rich? I'm good. Yeah. I had all those things, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, all those amazing things on the surface. Had. But I don't know. Parents have put so much pressure on their kids. Obviously, you're going to rebel. Like, why do they think right. that that's going to work, that kind of pressure? Maybe it does work on some and they just accept it and they're just like miserable their whole life and they're living. I think eventually they implode. You know what I mean? If you don't rebel, you definitely implode. Unless you're like just like your parents in which I mean I wish I could be just like my parents they're so good aren't like, they though maybe like being... behind behind closed doors they're like Dude. stabbing goats <sighs> I wish I could <laughs> stab goats with my parents yeah that'd be pretty dope <laughs> I don't know I always feel like these parents that like they wear like their pastels and they're just all like oh can't have sex with your god they gotta they have to have something you know There's what I'm realizing something I think with my parents I think that they actually I think that they got less cool to be like good role models and then realize it didn't really do shit. So now my parents are like fun. Like they'll hang, they'll yeah. drink, no judgment. Like they don't give a shit. You know, they're over it. Like That's they're like, great. we did our job. I think the final straw was when I decided I was like, yo, I'm going to be a lesbian. And they were like, no. Yeah. 
and then they eventually came around. So, like, so much is out of fear. I mean, they're just worried about you. I know. And I, well, I think, first off, I think the, the first phase of it is they want to project an image of perfection in their lives, and therefore the kids have to follow suit. Then I think, like, my mom would say to me all the time, like, be a good girl. Your dad's a doctor in this town. There was, like, a lot of that. And then it was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Do what you want to do. But, like, don't talk about it. And just, like, shh, shh, shh. Don't, like, don't talk about it on the air about it. And then I think, like, after the, like... Then your dad retired. <laughs> my dad retired. No, he's still working. But he gives Botox now. So it's like, really? Does his clientele really care that much you about what I've done? You are his clientele. No shit. Yeah. Am I ever? <laughs> They're like, I'm do his... more coke so we can get more business. <laughs> that is number one You got to destroy these women faces so they come in the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Have them do fucking so many shots. So become much, become yeah. a crystal meth addict. Yeah, and see daddy. And then see daddy. Dr. Daddy. For all of your wrinkles. Get Dr. Daddy for your Botox. Let's be clear, Dad. Botox and Daddy can do only so much for meth use. Okay, right. that's a PSA. Whatever, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Your your head is straight and your teeth are out. What um what what? So then you you're with your husband and then you're doing all the right things. You think? Well, I mean, for the, for the most part, you I'm think, still I'm yeah. still doing me right yeah. and having fun. And, and when are you realizing that it's, it's not? It's, do you realize that it's not your specific husband or that it's you and that you actually? Like women. Oh, oh no, no. It it was, I, I did not get along with his family and they did not get along back with me. We did not mesh. Sometimes people are just not meant to be and that was us. It couldn't be you. So <laughs> it couldn't possibly be me. Um, <laughs> so basically we were just fighting so much and it was like, I can't. And also, so I went through like this whole shh, shh, secret secrets with my family and I finally fucking broke through that and then my parents were like cool with it and then I meet this guy whose family's all like shh secret secrets and I'm like I can't man especially not with my job like that was the thing I think that when I was working for Cosmo Magazine and Sirius Radio I was like I like I didn't need a man to fulfill the love in my life because my job was the love of my life Yeah. so I was like if you tried to come for my job I will fucking fight yeah. you. So, like, and my job was to be completely honest and have no filter. And my job scared a lot of people that I was related to by marriage. And they did not like it. And it made them uncomfortable. But I wouldn't even say names. And they'd still be like, you read my email. I'm like, I didn't fucking say who it was from. Yeah. Stop listening. So, like, the job definitely, the job is what became, the job is what made Taylor Strecker the truth teller and truth seeker. And you're Taylor Strecker. I am Taylor Strecker. And we're in the third person. Sometimes I'm Jennifer Strecker. <laughs> Andrew Collins didn't know who he was until he started Puddles, a podcast about a girl pussying in her pants. That's <laughs> pussying is kind of fun, actually. Pussying is she pussying in her pants. What does that mean? I don't know. It got wet in there. Wait. So then, okay. All right, we're getting there. So then you end up leaving. You divorce your husband because of all this. Drama. I just knew it was just going to be drama forever. Was he kind of over it at that point? I, oh, oh, oh. He actually said to me like a couple of days after like we got separated and whatever, thank you for doing what I couldn't. Yeah. So he was, he was not happy. Either. Did he not want to do it because of the pressure from his family? Well, dude, don't like he worked for his family company like yeah. and his job paid fucking bank. Like I wouldn't lose that job either. And it was just like so much fucking fighting and like something we had to give. Either they were going to give in never or I was going to give in. Never. Never. And it was just going to be like, and it was going to like trickle down to our kids. It's just going to fucking mess, Thank God man. you have kids. What, and then you leave, and then now you're back. You're living alone so in New York. I, I, I leave. I'm like single. You close the door, and you're like, I'm free, baby. Yeah. And I like got my studio apartment. You called the snake guy. 
I called the snake guy. What are you doing? Um, Mama's ready to party. I remember I was I was just like, no, I knew before I got a divorce, I had to start making my own crew of friends because like him and I had like my friends that were then friends with him and his friends were my friends with me. So I made an intentional choice, to, like create like a girl squad a la Taylor Swift. Yeah. And how old are you at this point? Or, I am in my like I'm like 31. OK. Ish. Yeah. 30, 31. So it's nice you got out of marriage too, young, young on the younger side. I mean, I guess. I think so. I mean, late twenties is the wait. best. Yeah, best time. It's your prime, man. <laughs> but still, I mean, you got you realized early enough that, like, yeah. So, yeah. So basically, and then how do you meet your wife, or or do you get some more dick in you? No, uh-uh, none. That was your last day. So my plan, I moved to Wall Street to bag a billionaire. Like, literally. I was like, I'm going to find a, the, a richer dude. Because Fuck this shit. With a dead family. <laughs> <laughs> totally. They all have to be dead. Everybody. Everyone dead. Everybody. Except, even this guy dying. Yeah, he's dying. He's almost dead. You want to find an old Wall Street man, maybe 90, 95 years old. You want to, he's getting walked up the stairs. He's just getting, they point at the computer and they tell him it's Excel. And he's like, why not? <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to suck his yeah. dick. That's the That's, guy for me. Or I'm going to tell him I didn't. He won't even remember. Yeah, I'll be like, that was great. That's my man. So I'm going there to find that person. And then. That is so funny. I'm ha- Wall Street. You're a prostitute. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of women are. And yeah, they no, pretend no, that it, they're called wives. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. I see you, bitch. I am you. So wait, can I go through this though? <laughs> yes. Did you circle like different parts of New York where the richest men are, or did you? Because a lot of guys that are rich don't live by Wall Street. I mean, in all honesty, okay, I moved to Wall Street because it's like you can get really good real estate for like a pretty low rent, considering. Okay. And so, but I mean, I didn't think it hurt that there was like I could go out after my job, going to get a couple cocktails, like at happy hour, and there might be some Wall Street douchebags nearby that like, you know, maybe one could have a heart of gold. <laughs> now, do you get alimony at this point? I'm not getting alimony. We just had a settlement. A divorce, okay. Like a, okay. So we were supposed to sell the apartment per the prenup, which I was forced to sign. And then somehow uh, we did not utilize the prenup. So I'm pretty sure he still lives in our old apartment. Oh. We didn't sell it. So you never got the money? We did, we did a buyout. <laughs> and I was told... Like a month later by my friend who's in real estate. Like he was like, oh my God, you took so, that's so bad. I'm like, yeah, I know Frederick. I know. Okay. Whatever. So you're out. Yeah. So, so now I'm you're out. in Wall Street. Frederick. From, Frederick from Million Dollar Listing. He's, are you serious? Swear to God. He was he, like. Your buddies with him? Yeah. He was like, we were at brunch. And he was like, tell me, tell me your address. And I was like, okay. He was like, oh my God, tell me how much you got. I told him. And he was like, oh my God. I love that show. He's Isn't he the best? He's. He's I don't, I don't know if he's my favorite on the He's show. my favorite. Are you going to say Ryan's your favorite? No. Keep going. Oh, well, I've, I I kind of dropped off. Louise? Yeah. Of course. I love Louise. You're such a Louise guy. I am. He he came back a little weird. I like it. <laughs> he went away. He realized, oh, I can't. And I, what else am I going to do here? He he left. For, I love that show. How are you friends with Frederick? Oh, my. Oh, dude. <laughs> so Frederick is okay. on. Uh, Million Dollar Million Listing. Million Dollar Listing. Yeah. Um. So he's so tall. I saw him. I know. So I feel like I'm friend, friends with Frederick three ways. First way is serious. You get to meet a lot of famous people and I'm a good social climber. Number two, <laughs> I'm best friends with Stassi Schroeder from Vanderpump Rules. And so automatically, and she's like one of the queen, like, like Bravo celebrities. So the second other Bravo celebrities hear that, they're like, oh, she's safe. Like me. Taylor Strecker. 
is is friend material. And number Third three, the most Your important dad went reason to Harvard. why I'm, my dad went to Harvard. Um, <laughs> my dad gave his Botox. No, I was at a wedding. Daddy Botox. I was at a wedding Daddy. in Utah at this place <laughs> called Amangiri, which is like super fucking swanky spa. And it was like the bride and the groom had like, I would say that they were like, she was an art curator. Like she was yeah. a gallerist. Yeah. And she also curated her friends. And so I I'm curated. I just think meats. Yeah, that's meets like, too. like the nicest she thing. Board, I could, shit like that. She up. So Cure. she had Cure. a 75 person wedding. It was all weekend. They literally bought out Amon Gary for the wedding. And she invited all her fabulous friends. And Frederick and his husband were one of them. Or some of them. So we just all kind of became like friends. Like you just can't help. Like everybody's it, like yeah. Elizabeth Olsen was there. Brian Atwood, who's a shoe designer. And his hot husband, Dr. Jake, were there. There are some heavy hitters there. So I think someone said I look like Dr. Jake. You do. And that is a compliment. You also look like Brad Pitt. Who? You. No, you're no, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Oh you don't my. look like Brad Pitt. Scratch that. <laughs> you look like his friend, the other one, George Clooney. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. I, I get um, Lee Shriver sometimes. George Clooney. I think more like Lee Shriver. And Tom Hanks I get sometimes when no, I'm shaved. You, really? I want to yeah. see you shave now. I don't want to shave. I get a little bit of Hanksy. Do you so, do a so horrible Boston accent it, like Tom Hanks? The no. worst accent ever in the world. I don't do any accents. I, the only I could do is Southern. I could do Can you can't do Boston? Boston. Nope, you can't. You know, you can't. <laughs> you didn't have it yet. Go there to pack the cat. Pack the cat. Pack the cat. Have it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know, I you know. I got a number. Bitch. How you like them apples? That's from Goodwill. I know what it's from. Okay. I'm from Boston. Wait, so... So you become, it is interesting, you you get invited 75, you're in, you're in. Now. I'm in, I'm in. Now do you talk to him often? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he moved to Elijah. Did he go to your wedding? My wedding? No, I haven't no, had no. one I, since. I, oh, so you haven't married your, okay, so then, when's the epiphany? Oh, yeah, lesbian epiphany. So I'm out, I'm hanging out with my, my ladies, my chicas, right? Because I'm like, I am going to meet some rich dick, and it's going to be amazing, you know? And I keep hanging out with my friend Taylor, who I didn't realize was a lesbian when we first became friends. But when I found out she was a lesbian, I was like, oh, my God, look at me. I'm so woke. So I was really proud of myself. I was like, this is my first lesbian friend. I hope she doesn't get a crush on me. And like when we would hang out, I was like, she likes me. Like, I'm a, such a bitch like yeah. that. So we're out one night. She makes out with some other girl, not me. And I'm like, oh, my God, wait. Does, I like. I'm jealous. What's this feeling? I'm confused. And I'm like, maybe I'm a crazy divorced person and also like super jealous and competitive. And I just like, and mad my friend is giving someone attention, even if it's with her like mouth and tongue. So maybe I just like want her to like talk to me. But like, if I have to have her mouth on mine, fine. So then I start toying around with the idea of like, I think I want to make out with her. Oh my God. I totally want, I totally want to make out with her. I do. So I get the courage one night when we're drinking. I'm like, I think we should make out. And she's like, no. I'm like, why? She said, well, First of all, you are in the middle of a divorce and you're kind of a crazy person. I also am pretty sure you're straight. So like, no, thank you. Number two, I literally lose interest in like two seconds. And you're like, I mean, I'm definitely one of your best friends. You're becoming one of my best friends. You like stay with us all the time in our apartment. Like, where will you stay if we hook up and it gets weird? Like for real. And I was like, that's like a really nice friend thing to do. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm just being a crazy drunk person. Forget it. But once I planted the seed, I think that then she was like, well, I 
she had admitted like now down like after the fact she had a crush on me when she first met me saw my massive engagement ring and was like oh she's married i guess she's just a friend whatever so then we went on a trip together and i was technically her boss and we stayed in the same room because when i booked it we were friends why were you her boss because i had a blog and she was my videographer Oh yeah, and those blog life, yeah, big blog life. Yeah, you know, I was like Taylor kind Trekker of a, kind blog. of a big deal, yeah. and um, yeah, and then we basically so share a hotel room, share a hotel room, and then she was like, "Okay, this is ridiculous. I want to hook up, but like, if we're gonna do this, like, we're gonna do this, right? Like, we're a couple." And I was like, "Okay, lesbian, slow this down." Is before you guys even kiss, yeah. Okay. But the feelings are felt. We're feeling the feeling. You know, you can have like a total connection in a relationship without even touching each other. Yeah, no. Well, it feels like this all built organically and you didn't meet her at bottle service in the Hamptons and just Boom. point her out. No, it seemed, Boom. it seemed, yeah, legit. Well, if anything, I wanted to fight it because I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with this shit. I'm trying to find my old rich husband. Yeah, but then also though. She was a nanny when I met it's her. It's just another step of you rebelling in a way. It, like I'm not saying that it, it's that true. It was no, that. it's totally yeah. true. But it was like, what's the next step? I've done, I've done crack. I've sucked Jewish I've done, dick. I've done crack. I fucked a, 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 a <laughs> snake guy. I fucking. Um, oh, I, also I worked, ate bagels. I also worked at a carny when I was younger. You worked as a carny. Yep. You're afraid of AIDS. So what's the next <laughs> logical step to piss your parents off? Become lesbian. lesbian. All right. So now you're in the room, and then you talk about okay. If, so we hook up, but then I was like scared. Now, and I was when like, you hook up the first time, do you actually like? No, we just made out. Okay. And like, how did that stuff. feel? Um, like the best kiss I've ever had in my entire life. Soft lips. Yeah, yeah. but also like, I don't want to like. I don't know. Are you gonna get turned on if I say something like? No. Do, like do you like my watch lesbian porn? <laughs> my dick's good. I promise. I you already swear? jerked. Off. I jerked off years ago. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so it was like it was a thing where she was oh. like, <laughs> we were at a nightclub together, oh, and yeah. she was like, "Stop it." Okay, fine. Go ahead. I won't. I we promise. were in a nightclub together, and she was like refusing to actually fully kiss me until we were like back at the hotel together. But it was like we were still out in public a lot, so she like kept like kind of like almost kissing me, but not kissing me. Jesus fucking Christ. It was amazing. It was like the most erotic situation ever. So by the time I got home, I was like dying. Puddles. Yes. You know? There she is. <laughs> there she is. There she was. And then we hooked up. I mean, I guess we definitely were. N- oh, fuck that. I guess we were naked and shit. But like nothing, like nothing. Yeah. No, no. In, nothing no, like in, that. Nothing inserted. No, like scissoring. Okay. No, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're on the bunny slope of lesbians at this point. When you am know? I supposed to get turned on? Oh, I thought you were, I thought the kiss was going to do it for you. No, 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 no. That, was, that was horrible. I thought you I've were, never watched a porn. I don't know. I was like, oh, and then I ate her ass. And then I was like, I like that. <laughs> and then she fucking said, hey, you know, I, uh, that feels good. And then I was like, I used to have a blog. <laughs> you know, something like that nope. would have really turned me on. Nope. So you kind of kissed. So then you kiss, and then when do you? So then you're like, okay, I'm a lesbian now, or so that was the thing. It was like, okay, and I kept saying to her, we have to go real slow because this now I feel like I'm 13, and right, and I'm like. I'm like going around the bases and like, what are lesbian bases? And like, I don't understand what we're supposed to do and who does who to what. And wait a second. So what if I like that she does this to me? But when I have to do it back to her, do I have to do it back to her? What if I hate it? So I was kind of like, we got to go like slow and also like, don't tell anybody because like, I don't fucking know what this is. Like, also, you're her boss and you're taking advantage of her. Also, yeah, it's like Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) Yeah, you're also Weinstein. (laughs) Watch me shower. Yeah. So we took it slow, but you know, like, 
per per lesbians do, we were like within like two days we were like we're married we're in a relationship we're together and then she and then and then every time we would go a little bit further i was like oh my god i do like sex oh my god this actually makes sense and i had for so long thought like sex people liking sex was like them being like like animalistic or stupid or base or just like i don't know not being evolved really truly and, and you were then told you were afraid of it your whole life and then i got it and i was like oh this is why people like sex because like when it's with the right person and like there's trust and there it's like oh my god it's like back and forth it's like fucking fun and then we had sex like like crazy like every day eight times a day literally i couldn't function it was like it became a problem and um using dildos and shit no tried not for me okay too much like a dick what's the point interesting and also me and a strap-on is horrifying it'd be the best picture ever horror it looks like a baby like and like, like somebody kangaroo. saved that baby. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that so bad. Did you go pick one out? A strap on? We ordered one. Yep, she did. It's I'm putting it in her. She ordered it. It came. It was horrific. I she looks good in anything. <laughs> to be clear. And how long have you been dating her now? Oh my god, we've been together for like we'll be together this like like summer, five years. Do you miss guys at all? <laughs> no. So this was definitely just me- it's so interesting that you I didn't don't know, know so though, because like the truth of the matter is, and well, here's the thing: I used to always say it doesn't mean that I've been lesbian my whole life. Does mean I'm I'm gay? Does mean I'm bisexual? Maybe, but like maybe I'm Taylor sexual. Maybe I'm only attracted to Taylors, and her name's Taylor. So there you go. Um, I also feel like I this is this is the gayest thing I've ever said because it's so sweet. I am so in love with her, and like. I can't ever imagine us breaking up and me like looking for more like punani. Like that is just like no. Yeah. I think I would go back to men, but then I really think about it and it's like I would never be able to find this love ever again, which is like really scary because it puts a lot of pressure on me to like keep this relationship going. Like when we get in fights, I fucking panic. But I think I would just really truly find like a rich dude. Even if he was like wanting a beard, I don't care. But it would just like, because I would be, I would never fill that love hole (laughs) with actual love ever again. So I might as well just like find a companion who's like super rich and I can just like get Chanel bags and shit like that. And then you'll be happy. No, I won't be happy. I'm kidding. But I'll remember when I was. And then I'll fill the sadness with things. So you could look out in the distance and be like, I remember love while you're dressed in some beautiful Versace gown. And I'll just drink martinis and wine all day and eat like amazing, delicious, expensive, like Joe Stone crab claws. So I'll be like full bit skinny and it'll be great. Do you ever think about maybe bringing a guy into the situation just for some uh, romp play? Never. And no, thank you. I'm not saying <laughs> Well, first of all, I would just only have sex with your wife or your girlfriend. <laughs> you could watch from another room. What's that called? Uh, cuck. You're a cuckold? Yeah, cuckold. Cuckold? Um, no, or to bring another girl. I don't know. No, 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 no. Never another girl. I bring, if, I, if like it was gun to my head, like we were in the Saw, like Saw, like version six, and it was like, you either have to have another girl or a guy. I take a guy because I know she's like so grossed out by dick. So like I would not feel, I would feel upset and violated, but I wouldn't feel like threatened. Like we would just cry together and be like, remember that horrible time the penis was in the room? Um, but I actually have said, like, if I had realized that I was going to end up with Taylor when I was getting separated, maybe I would have just said, hey, husband, 
I have an idea. We'll stay married. She's my for real. We can just like walk around town together. You can make love to golf. I'll make love to her. We have a second bedroom. You can keep the master. We'll stay together. What do you think? There's no fucking way he would do it. I don't know, man. He might have. He loves golf and skiing. Yeah, well, like a lot. But wouldn't he want kids? Would he you? wasn't, and he also wasn't super duper duper. But like, did he want kids? He did want kids. So what are you going to do? Get more golf clubs? <laughs> <laughs> no, you? we can just uh, artificially inseminate. Even better, we need a sperm donor. He needs to get his nut off. You know, he wasn't the most like. Um, he, I, this is why I married him because he didn't bug me about sex. We could have it like a handful of times. A year, mm-hmm. and it a was year. like it really, it really wasn't like a lot. It really, like I remember thinking, I really like this guy. He really doesn't push sex on me. What a what a mensch! I really did. But you're happy now. It's so interesting that your parents went on this journey with you, almost in a way, and like learn. Well, I think parents just get cooler the older they get. I agree. I think my parents definitely. I think that my mom wrote to me my birthday card last year, kid. <laughs> You've took us on quite a journey, and I have to say that I love you because you are always unapologetically you, and thank you for doing that because you've made me a better person. And that's a good place to uh, to end there. That was beautiful. So to anyone who doesn't have a gay child, sorry your kids are so fucking selfish, and they're ruining it for you. Yeah, they really should step their game up because I'll tell you what, my parents, my mom hasn't learned anything from me. Really? No, she has. I'm just fucking around. (laughs) She thinks I'm very, I have a lot of courage or something. I don't know. (laughs) She thinks you have a lot of courage. She does. She thinks, uh, you know, me coming here, my mom has a lot of courage, especially nowadays being sick. I don't even know where the fuck this is. I didn't know your mom was sick. Oh, you mentioned this. You mentioned this on my podcast. Is it here? Oh, shit. All right. But we didn't um, get into it. Yeah, we don't have to get into it now, but she's not doing great, but she's showing a lot I'm of courage. I'm sorry. Dealing, when you deal with a disease, it really is like, it depends on the disease, but the one that she's dealing with is, it's uh, emphysema, so it's like, Fuck. you can't like beat it. Anyway, I don't want to end on a sad note. I'm it sorry. was so nice ending on your beautiful mom's thing where like we learn together and it's like, now nah, I got to make it about me and my sad mommy. <laughs> It's my mom. It's my doctor, doctor daddy. Doctor, go to doc. Can we give out doctor daddy's? Uh, doctor daddy, are you going to my dad? Sure, yeah. for Botox. Yeah, get some Botox. Where should we go? Uh, go to a Strucker Eye Center. <laughs> Where is that? It's in, in Boston, Massachusetts. All right, yeah. if you're in Boston and you need a touch up, no, my dad's gonna start coming to the city, and he's gonna start giving Botox in New York. So that definitely come to Doctor Daddy then. Does he just carry around syringes everywhere he goes? He's gonna have to start. Fuck yeah. Do you get a percentage of that? We should get You know what? We've talked about it, and he actually, I think he, he I mean, come on. This is fucking free marketing this and free, free PR. Mar- well, it's not Yeah, free. I'm going to get my money. You don't, don't, don't you worry about me, boo. You're paying for lunch. Uh, what's your favorite YouTube video? Oh, my favorite YouTube video is the little girl who has the dead squoil. Oh, my God. I think. Daddy, it's a squoil. You know this? Let's see. And then she says, sweet, sweet baby. And it's a dead squirrel oh my God. that her family dog. Is she dog, blind? Nope, she's not. It's a dead squirrel that her that her um, dog, family dog just killed. And uh, daddy, it's a squirrel. Yeah, it's good. You have a dead squirrel, huh? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Wee. What are you going to do?
after this? I'm going to put it right here. Why is the squirrel dead? Do you know? Because Ivy. Ivy ate it. Ivy's a dog. Ivy did. Now take a video of the mom. The mom's disgusted. <laughs> oh my god. The mom is losing her shit. She's like, oh, we have a serial killer for a daughter. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. A dog and a squirrel. Maybe we should bring the dog into the picture. The dad is loving this. The dad the dad is disturbed. Get the fucking squirrel out of her hand. <laughs> it's a dead squirrel. The killer and the killed. It's limp. The dad is... The killer and the killie. The killer and the killie. This girl's going to have PTSD. This is... Okay. And she's like... She's like flopping it around and petting it like it's a pet. You know what? Your parents would have taken the squirrel out of your hand. Very quick. And you would have thought you got AIDS from it. Squirrel AIDS. Squirrel AIDS. Squirrel AIDS. Okay. Okay, get it out of her hand. Okay, this. It goes on too long, but the beginning part's my favorite. I could you, you just if you watch it, watch the first thirty seconds. The dad let her play with a fucking squirrel for three minutes. Literally, I just like when she says "sweet, sweet baby," it, and she puts it against her face. It reminds me of Dumb and Dumb. I remember. <laughs> The, the, pretty bird, pretty bird, pretty, oh, bird. pretty bird. Yeah, the fucking bird's head is taped onto its. I mean, my mom. If I brought home a dead squirrel, oh. being a Jewish mom, she, my God, would have ripped my my skin off just to <laughs> fucking save my life. Watching that alone makes me go like, put her in the shower, hose yes. her down with bleach. She's like naked that. too. There's a dead squirrel all over, her. and she's rubbing it all over her but body. You know what? She's probably going to grow up and not have any panic attacks because you know she what? handled a dead squirrel. You know what? Those parents said, we're going to let our daughter be our daughter. Even though we're freaking out and this is disgusting, we're going to let our daughter... Do what she wants to do. And now she's a veterinarian, I bet. Yeah, and gives fucking squirrels Botox. <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. Uh, thank I you for having you. me. I love you so much. And I'm going to be on your radio show, Taylor Strecker Radio Show. Yes. Once every uh, six years. <laughs> no, once a month, right? Isn't that something? Once a month. You tell me. I mean, I'll take as much as I can get from you because you I mean, are I just do radio gold. If I, whatever, if you want. Let's do it. Okay. And then uh, I, I did your podcast, uh, Taste with Taste of Taylor. Taste of Taylor. And it's great. Uh, yeah. You're you amazing. Are... You're very good at what you do. Thank you, honey. And uh, when are you going back on the road? So I go back on tour. So it's the second. It's it's technically like the second tour with Stassi. It's called the Bougie Bus Tour. That's ironic because we're on a tour bus the whole time. Okay. So someone's going to die and it's probably going to be me. Um, We go back February 27th and like we do like 10 shows straight and then we take a break and then like back on for another 10. It's going to be like that. And Stasi's on. Stasi is on Vanderpump. Stasi, sorry. Rules. Stasi, I call it. Stasi. I've seen Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Did you, did you, what do you think of Stasi? To be honest, I don't know any of their names. <laughs> She's the blonde hot one, which is like no direction. Few? Yeah. I don't know. I just remembered a mom's brother killed himself or something. A mom's brother? That's Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. Vanderpump rules. She's the queen bee. She's the boss. She, yeah, and her brother, would, she didn't give him any money. So you, like, really don't watch the show. No, I just felt bad for the brother. <laughs> give him some money. He would have been fine. You're projecting your own life. Maybe. 
<laughs> Dan, if you're listening, sorry about the snake thing I said. All right. Love you guys. P- dope Liddy Fire. <laughs> Puddles. Can you say Dope Liddy Fire? What? Just say Dope Liddy Fire. Double Iggy Fire? Yeah, I'm perfect. All right. Have a good night. <laughs> Puddles, Puddles. Everybody now Puddles, Puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. No, when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet. Wet. I'm so wet. I'm so wet. I'm so, so, so wet. Now, come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yep, This episode of Puddles was recorded at Remember to Be Happy Studios. Production by Becky Rodriguez and Tanner Williams. That's Human Places, The Ease of Three, and Lil Kinky 69.